Well, for me, you know, I spent a lot of time with uh, my mom. Shout out to my mom. Tell me about it. You know, <laughs> shout out to her. But yeah, I spent a lot of time with her and, you know, a lot of her teachings that she instilled with me from primary school, high school, college, you know, even to right now, you know, are still with me. Hey, I'm Ziggy, not your average girl, a very big dreamer. I'm an island girl, which means there's flavor, sweetness, a bit of spice, and maybe sometimes a tad bit of sour, but I can show I'm the full package. And I'm Lori. I'm super big on being there for my friends and family, and I'm excited about nearly everything. And we're the hosts of Let's Get Candid. We're both 20-somethings based in the beautiful Turks and Caicos who are just trying to figure out life as it comes. Let's Get Candid is all about having the kind of conversations that no one even mentions prior to being thrown into the world of adulthood. Every week, we're bringing on new guests who help us to dive deeper into the topics as we explore new perspectives on relationships, self-love, family matters, and business. There is no stone left unturned at Let's Get Candid. Each episode, you'll get deeper glimpses into our lives and hopefully learn from our own experiences along the way. All All right, right, all right, right. I think think we've we've done done enough formalities for now. now. Let's Get Candid. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Candid. I'm your host, Ziggy. Definitely your homegirl now because we're like a few episodes in with my amazing host, co-host. I'm Lori. (laughs) And today we have a really great conversation planned up for you. It's one that we've been trying to have for a very long time that we've been talking about in the group chat. You know, a lot of stuff going on in the group chat. Yes, definitely with our producers. (laughs) We have to defend, you know, a lot of times we have to defend positions. But we're so happy to have this conversation today because it's so timely. It's something that we feel is so necessary to have. So we're so happy to have Therese Smith and Aldine Smith here with us today to join into our hot conversation. So I will give them both an opportunity to briefly introduce themselves to our viewers who may not know them. Well, my name is Therese Smith. I'm thankful to be on your show, and I'm looking forward to digging into the topics today. Perfect. My name is Alden Smith, owner of Caker's Lux Clothing and Caker's View 364 The Booth, and I'm elated to be on your show, Let's Get Candid. Perfect. So, Laura, what's today's topic going to be about? I know everyone's wondering because it's like, okay, we have two men, we have two females, and I'm sure everyone's going to think relationships. I'm pretty sure the first they're going to be like, okay, we're going to know what the guy's thinking. But it's a plot switch. So, essentially, like you said, Ziggy, you know, in our group chat, when we're talking amongst everybody, a lot of the topics go down to the nitty-gritty of why are men the way they are? Why are women the way they are, Right. And with Let's Get Candid, we have a lot of women coming on to the show and giving their opinions. But it's like, wait, we need the men on to be able to represent for the men on stage, <laughs> the men right? <laughs> so what we're going to be talking about essentially is under boys to men. So looking at a deeper view on why are men the way they are, or at least the way women might perceive, or even are they truly like that? Is it just a perception? Mm-hmm. Also, what is it about men that we don't already know as women, you know? Because I hate to say it, but women can be clueless, too, when it comes to men. Some things don't make sense to us. Yeah. Right. So we're hoping that with these, with these topics that we're going to go through, you know, we're just going to figure out, okay, what yeah. is going on in the mind of the man? Right. So... As you can see, we have a lovely and a very tight-packed episode for you today. It's going to be an hour-long segment, so please don't go anywhere. Stay right here with us, and we'll be right back. This message is brought to you by Island Bargains. 
And welcome back to Let's Get Candid. Right before we left, Michael, Ziggy, and I, we were talking with our guests today, Al Smith and Therese Smith, about boys to men. We just touched on what the topic was going to unfold, but now we're going to dig a little deeper and see what we can get from having you two men on stage with us to have this great conversation, all right? So, Z, what do you first want to know from them? <laughs> so, let's start off with raising boys, right? So, like the topic is raising boys to men. So, we want to understand, per se, how does family structures play into that whole process of you becoming a man, right? And how does it impact you, I mean, as a man today? So, either one, don't talk, all don't talk at one time. <laughs> don't rush to speak. <laughs> um, okay, so how should I begin? Um, I was raised by my mother, I lived with her majority of my life. Um, I would, my father was always there also, so I got a best of both worlds from both of them. Um, I think I was raised pretty decent, um, being, seeing things that um, my mom and father went through, and my mom raising me from a actually baby to, I guess, 21. <laughs> <laughs> you become a man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she kicked me out. She kicked you out the house, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, I learned a lot of things from her, mostly being respectful, being patient, um, learning how to keep my cool, don't over exhort myself or you know, keep my temper down. So it was a lot of things that she taught me that I implemented in my life today. Okay. Perfect. What about you, Terry? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, same thing I was talking about for us, like, you know, he grew up with his mom and with me as well, I grew up with my my father was there, but but mainly just with my mom in the household. Uh, one of the biggest things was just educating me on things, you know what I mean? Not just telling me things, but actually educating me on things. As far as an example, as like, you could tell a child not to do that, but educating them on why you shouldn't do that. And I feel like that was a, a, a big role in, for me developing in that phase from coming a boy to a man. And I feel like with a lot of parents and, you know, who's listening, especially in today's day, like the tools that I needed when I was 12 is different from today. Yeah. The tools right. that someone that's 12 now would need, you know, and I always feel like we always should rely on education because it's always evolving, you know, mm -hmm. with so social media and the times that's happening, you know, you just got to educate your kids, not just tell them to don't do that, but just to educate them on why you shouldn't do that or mm -hmm. why you should do that. I feel like that, that that's really big. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's funny you say that because I had a similar experience with my parents where I remember when I came back home from school and my mom would be like, no, Lauren, you can't go out. And it was just like, well, I've been living alone. <laughs> so how are you going to tell me now? You can tell me this. And I remember having to sit her down and say, you know, I can understand reasoning. You taught me to understand why things work the way they work. So when you come to me and say, Lauren, I don't want you to go out. Say to me why, you yeah. know? I don't want you to go out because this might be dangerous. I don't want you to go out because you shouldn't you be know. on the streets so much, you yeah. know? Exactly. And I think that's that's really important to have that why. Yeah. You know? And I agree, like, back to what Al said, and I think uh, tying, like, what everyone says, right, principles is one thing I've been kind of noticing, like, teaching children principles to, to carry through their whole adult life. But what I want to understand a little bit more is that, so, okay, we, we learn our principles at home, right? 
But then you get into your community and you get around with your friends and then this becomes a thing of what should I stick to the principle that I've been taught or do I follow with my friends, you know, because it's fun and, you know, they're going to be like, man, boy, why are you doing that? Like, you know, your mommy ain't there. Like, use a little gal, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, it becomes this thing where my mom taught me one thing or my parents taught me one thing and then now it's my friends are trying to direct me in another direction. So how has that been as a man? Well, with friends, it's different because, you know, when you're around your friends, like you said, you're not around your parents, so yeah. you do whatever you want to do. <laughs> but that's like when you're, you know, you're younger, yeah. you do what your friends do, they influence you to do things, you're just having fun. But as you get older, it's like, I mean, your friends get older, they get more mature. Right. If, you, if they see you doing something stupid, they'd be like, yo, like, why are you doing that? Why are you into that? Exactly. Yeah. As you get older, things get more mature, and your parents don't allow you to do stupid things anymore. And that's where those traits that you've learned younger come mm-hmm. into play as you get older because everybody goes through their teenage years. Yeah, having fun. Having fun. <laughs> Too much fun. Doing things that Doing a bunch of fools. Doing stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that, as a teenager going into being getting 21, you mature more, and those traits that you learn and you remember, you be like, yeah, this is why she said that, or this is why my father said this, or why he punished me for this or beat me for this, and you have a better understanding of what they were trying to put into you and mm-hmm. still inside your mind. I agree. I agree. Teray, you have anything to add to yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, as far as, you know, how I would respond to that is, you know, that's why you start at home. You educate your child mm-hmm. at home. So when they go outside, like, you know, what if my mom's here? Should I do that? What if my dad's here? Should I do that? So I just feel like that education always should start from home. Then when you leave home, then when you're at school, like me now, I'm 27. And now when I think back on the things that I was taught, you know, now it gives me a clear understanding. And it maybe it'll be like how I would teach my kids in the future. Like, you know, my mom's teaching, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just spice it up a little for us. Like, spice where it we up. Right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to spice it. it. You know, adapt it to the time. Yes. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, very different. Back then, it'd be like, you know, don't go outside or by yourself. And now it's like, now you tell your kids, you know, don't post that on social media. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just changed so yeah. much. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. just different age, just have to educate mm-hmm. your kids on, 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 on what's happening now, what's the trends. Yeah. Make it current. Because I think a lot of times, too, when you have parents who are like old school, you know, they try to bring this old school into the new school, and you know, those two don't, don't vibe well. <laughs> Sometimes it don't. So you just have to let them know, like, okay, so this was happening in the new school, so we have to kind of have a different approach to it because, you know, first of all, people are thinking differently now because we've so so much evolved. So we can't have that same perspective and that same, I mean, that same mind thinking. So it all goes back down to having those core principles. Like something my grandmother would always say to me is like the way you always treat people the way you want to be treated. And that's something that like I hold very, I mean, daily to me because I really believe in like, I should treat Lauren, I should treat you the same way I want to be treated. Now, albeit you don't always get treated the same way in return, but you are not responsible for anybody else's, you know, actions or inactions. So what I would say and you brought a point to my mind about how you treat people, treat people in like equal, right? right? But I know growing up, I don't have any brothers, but I grew up around my male cousins. And <laughs> well, I was it, was, <laughs> it was clear for me that, you know, the boys were raised differently to the girls, 
right? So I always used to wonder, why is that? Does that have an impact then on how we are when we get older, right? Because, for example, me, I was not allowed to leave out the house at certain times or whatever the case may be. My cousin, he was allowed to go to parties earlier than the age I was allowed to. I think my first party I went to was with him. And well, he, he's only about like less than a year older than me. I could only go into parties after a point in time if my brothers say that he would be there and be my guardian angel. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, they, they come check on you and say, everything ain't good with you. Ain't nobody mess you. All right, just let me know I'm right over there. Right. So I was only allowed to be around with my brothers because I come from a family with four brothers. So I never had sisters. So I was definitely a tomboy. I do all the things with my brothers. Um, and then my cousins, and then till one day, one of my cousins' mother, she was just like, "Why are you hanging around all these boys? Come, let me take you by your grandma's house where all the girls is." <laughs> and then that's how I get into all the girly stuff with Jerisha and Regine, because they were my first, I guess, girlfriends, you want to call it. Yeah. So I think with that, we, like you said, you get raised around girls, and it build, brings out your softness and everything. Mm-hmm. You get raised around boys, you can become a tomboy, <laughs> you be, you you're tough. more tough. <laughs> so it's like, does it get to a point where sometimes we're too tough when we're raising our boys, you know? Because I think there still has to be that sense of softness, right. which I, I don't know if that's common in our community because we see sometimes where, as men get older, where they have these walls up and it might be because, you know, they weren't, encouraged to have that sense of, you know, Mm -hmm. let me be vulnerable with somebody who I'm getting to know or somebody who is new into my life, you know? So what do you think? Um, You could be raised soft, but life experiences could make you turn hard. Mm -hmm. That that is true. Like I said, you could be raised in a way where you're vulnerable, you're, I wouldn't say emotional, but not too Mm -hmm. emotional. Mm -hmm. But, you know... Mm -hmm. Experiences through life will make you see things in a different way and take a different approach to different things now. Because let's say you experienced something and you got hurt, your feelings got hurt, your heart broken or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now you take the time, make yourself better. Now it's different going into something else because now it's like, okay, I did this before, but I don't want this to happen again. Yeah. So I'm going to take a different approach to this. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of maybe I put a little bit of walls up and. Let's see, it happens again. Another wall in yeah. China. It happened again. And then you got Another a wall in China. <laughs> so, yeah, you can be raised soft, but experiences can make you turn hard. And it's up to you if you want to actually make yourself that vulnerable again. I agree. I I agree um, with with you, Al, because I am definitely, I'm really an emotional person. I think people who know me would, would definitely know that. And I, but I've never been so much of a vulnerable person. And because I always saw vulnerability as like, okay, this pity party and I hate a pity party. So I wasn't too keen on being vulnerable. But I realized that if I'm going to have authentic, very strong relationships with people, there needs to be an element of vulnerability. And every time I was vulnerable with my friends, like my close friends that I have today, we are so close because of those vulnerable moments. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you have that, you're able to rely on the strength of your friends and so on. But I completely agree with everything you said because I feel like I'm the same way. However, my friends would definitely say, <laughs> she's like, Ziggy, you oh, just get broken and you're ready. Like, I, I, they liked that about me that I don't allow something to. Up. Yeah, like, I don't allow that's, something. That's I mean, I'm trying to put myself in a bad light. So let me just clear that up. But what I'm trying to say is that 
I try my best to not allow things to impede on who I know myself to be. So as much as things can happen, you need to like kind of figure out like who I am and like realize that sometimes things happen to you not because of what you did, but because of sometimes people be going through their own stuff and then they come through all that stuff on you and then you question like about who you are when it had anything to do with you to begin with. So it's funny what, what you said I agree with and Al said something that reminded me of this thought where it's just like, yes, you know, that's that's something you should do. When you have hard times, you shouldn't dwell on it. But do you think that with guys, it's like, okay, if something happens to you, it's just like, all right, done. We're just going to act like it never Severed. happened. Severed. <laughs> cut, cut right off, boom. Because like, I know outside looking in, I've been in situations where I've seen things happen or I've had experiences with different people. And with guys, they would just be like, all right, well, you know, that's whatever. Add that. <laughs> Boom. Cut. So, <laughs> yeah, so is, is that something that is a innate trait? Is that something where, you know, like Al had stated before, when you have so many hurts previously that at this point it's just like, oh, well, probably what's going to happen anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, how I would say it from my standpoint is like, you know, as men, I know we always look at being macho, but at the end of the day, we're still humans. We all have emotions. We mm-hmm. tend to hide our emotions more than others. The female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to say it like that. But, <laughs> yeah, so we, we tend to hide our emotions more. But, you know, I feel like it's more of trust. I know you could agree. If, like, if I trust right. you, you know, maybe I can go in, in detail of what's happening to me. Right. You know, mm-hmm. then me just taking it to social media or, you know, an associate that I have, like, hey, you know, this happened to me. But if someone's close to me, you know, I'll be more open to mm-hmm. express what's going on and, you know, lean on them for support, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like we always look at men to be macho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll be fine, you know, but we all humans. And we, and we kind of omit around. even asking guys sometimes, like, how do you feel? We just feel like, oh, well, you know, you look at me. <laughs> Let me tell you about how I feel now. Right. <laughs> just like, so, this day yeah. went like this. They ain't even mm-hmm. gonna ask how you do. Right. No. <laughs> or even dwell, even like, oh, whatever, whatever, anyway, but, but I have this to say. You could have had this. <laughs> the worst day ever. He could have been the worst day ever. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Just, you know, keeping it PG. But PG-13, I guess, because we, we ain't going to have all of, you know, all of the PG-13 is a good place to yeah, start. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Do you want to? Well, what I was going You go first, and I'm going to go first. What I was going to say was I agree with that point of, you know, if you trust somebody, yeah. you're going to give that into them. And, you know, this idea of the macho man. So I was going right. to ask, like, how do we define? Oh, my gosh. You're um, reading my mind. I was going to say <laughs> the exact same, exact same thing. Reconnected. Yeah. Reconnected. For sure. But how do we define a man, you know? Because, like, there's been different conversations where it's like, I don't date little boys. <laughs> I date men. And who's a little boy? And who in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What what defines that outside of I guess physicalities? I mean, this is just you know my perception of it. And, I, mean, and that's I feel like for. it's how you feel about us. Like you know what I mean? And like, what do you see as a man? What's the characteristic of a man that right. makes a man? In your point of view, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like you might see some traits of me that you might like and uh, Ziggy might see some traits of me that she think is a child. I 
we're just leaning on, you know, what's your characteristics? Like, what do you see in a man that makes a man for you? Mm-hmm. I would say. Okay, so then I would go a little further because I do agree with that. I'd go a little further to ask, okay, what do you define as a man when you're looking amongst yourself, men? You so, know? like, for example, like, a lot of times we, you might associate... I feel like a lot of times men associate their success to be who they are. So, like, if I've accomplished this and I've did this, then, you know, this is who I am. But I could be wrong because I'm from the outside looking in. So that's why we want to know, like, what defines a man? Is it about his success? You know, is it about his characteristic traits, his personality, you know, principles? Like, what is it that defines a man? And this is amongst yourselves. Um, I don't think success defines a man. For for me, it's like a man is someone that he handles his business. He takes care of what needs to be taken care of, whether it's uh, his home, his child, his relationships. He handles his stuff on time, every time, and also within his personality traits, like the things that he does. If he doesn't indulge in childish things, you know, there's still a lot of older men that still <laughs> indulge Challenge. in things. Well, you heard so. it from Alan. You heard from us, too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? So it all depends on his personality, his characteristics, how he handles his situations, and how he handles things going through life. Okay. Agree. You agree with that one? Definitely. So, because I think, sorry, I just want to butt in. I think one thing for sure, though, I think men really hold dear to him. I might be wrong again, so y'all can correct me. <laughs> but it's about trust and loyalty. I think men value those two am- yes, amongst so I, anything. Trust and loyalty. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think human. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I know, but I think but guys, it goes a little hot. Like, you know, loyalty means a lot to them, especially amongst their male friends. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you hear it in songs, you hear it amongst guys. Like, it's about the loyalty yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Prefer right. loyalty more than love. Yeah. <laughs> If somebody, I for sure I hear them on songs. I'm like, yes. they rather loyalty no, than love. Yeah, Man, it was 21 Savage. No, it was not. No? It was Kodak. No, it is not. <laughs> oh, gosh. I will play the song later when I remember <laughs> who it's by. But <laughs> Blast. Blast said, oh, I don't he rather loyalty than love. That, that's yeah, a deep statement. Yeah, because like, I could be around you every day, right? And that's going to make me love you. Being around you every day, 24, I wouldn't say 24 7, but you know, I'm around you, I'm learning you, I'm getting to know you on a deeper level. But, Trying to be in their skin. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be in somebody's skin too. begin to love you. <laughs> but with loyalty, it's like, I gotta be able to trust you too. Like, if you do something and like, I get offended by it or if it hurts me, it's like, you know, I can't even trust you no more. You're not loyal. Mm-hmm. You ain't loyal to what we got going on. Situation too. If I love you, I can say sorry if I do something wrong. But right. if I'm loyal to you, it's like you, know, you can't say sorry like, if you if you mess up. You know what I'm saying I love you, but I'm sorry I, I made a mistake. But loyalty right. is like it, it it's more to it. Than love. It's more to it. Right. That's just my view. Mm-hmm. Right. Perfect. If you so, break that loyalty and trust, it's like man, I can't even do nothing with you no more because it's very hard to build that back. Yeah, mm-hmm. trust is something very, very, very hard to, to build back, especially if someone keeps proving over time and over time that exactly. you can't even be trustworthy. Right. But I love the, the direction of this conversation. So we're going to dive into, you know, do men have the space to be vulnerable? But we're going to get right back into that right after a quick commercial break. So please don't leave, right? <laughs> 
Are you a fun, friendly person that loves to have a good time and to make people happy? Grace Bay Car Rentals needs you to be a part of their team. When you join the team, you can expect to work hard, be challenged every day, and to have opportunities for continuous learning and advancement. You will receive competitive wages and can earn company awards and bonuses, and we promise you will never be bored. Grace Bay Car Rentals is currently accepting applications for fun, friendly people rental agents, car washers and drivers, accountants, certified mechanics and many other positions. Stop by our Grace Bay or Leeward Highway locations to drop off your resume or CV today. So just before we left, we started to talk about do men have the space to be vulnerable and really do men have, do men do self-work? So do they analyze the behaviors and quote unquote notice? I have some childish acts that I need to put away with. And, you know, really just take time to understand themselves and understand whether or not what I'm doing right now, does it align to the person that I say I am or the person that I say I want to be? So, guys, do you want to share in with us? I think I'll pass it over to Al. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I'll speak on myself because I'm not sure or how everyone else reflects well, does or take yeah. I'm not sure how everyone works on their self. Okay. So for me, I started working on myself. I wouldn't say late because it's never too late when you have to work on yourself and you know make yourself a better person. Um, what made me start to work on myself because I was doing a lot of stuff that wasn't within myself and I was doing stuff that I normally wouldn't do. And I realized that. But what made me realize it was um, there's this book that I read called Awakening Your Life's Purpose by Eckhart Tolle. And in that book, it kind of teaches you to get rid of your ego and kind of helps you to get into your purpose of life and what your passion is and how not to be so emotional about things. And I wouldn't say it's a book that kind of makes you cold. It's just like opening your eyes to what's really going on was really within yourself. So I read the book and I just cut everything off. Like I wanted to start fresh. I cut everything off. I started being by myself a lot more. Um, I started reflecting on things that I did in the past and really acknowledging and um, talking about, I wouldn't say blaming myself, but like acknowledging accountability. my wrongs and my bad doings. And as I started working on myself, you know, I would meet new people and the things that I've already started making myself to be a better person, I'll implement it when I meet new people and, you know, mm -hmm. try to really tap into who I really am mm -hmm. and not this person that I was just trying to be because I was just having fun and, you know, so that made me open up my eyes to life in a way where, like, you know, you can't be the way that you are. You have to be better. You have to do better. You have to do more. This is now you're transitioning to actually a man-man now. Big, big, big man. Big man. <laughs> yeah, big, big man. You put down all that childish, that childish stuff. And putting that down, I realized, you know, a lot of the stuff that I was doing was really stupid. I just knew it wasn't me. I don't even care about the stuff that I did in the past anymore. Like, I wouldn't do that right now because... Mm -hmm. I worked on myself so much to the point where it's like, I don't even settle for things that I don't want. Like, 
If it's something that's going to hinder me, I'll let it go. And it wouldn't bother me at all to be like sitting down thinking about it. Like I let it go and that's that. That's in the past. I left it there. So working on myself was very, very, very good for myself. <laughs> and you like the person that you're operating yeah, I, now, most importantly. Yeah, right? I'm, and I'm still working on myself. You know, it's, it's a constant it's a continuing journey. You never yeah. stop. You continue. Yeah, every day you wake up, you're like, dang, I got to work on yeah. myself. <laughs> it's like, you yeah, knew you shouldn't do that. Because now it's like, you work on yourself so much, when you do something wrong, you take accountability for it much faster. Yeah. And you, you more, how can I put it? You're more... Aware of it. Yeah, you're more aware of your wrongdoings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you don't do it anymore. Like, you make that mistake and you'll be like, yo, like, why did I do that? You, you know, check that, yourself. Yeah, you check yourself before you rack yourself. Hey, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I can never use that. My vocabulary. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's myself working on myself. That was the process that I went through and still going through to this day. What would you say, Tori? For me, you know, I would say, you know, from a teenager, you know, from high school, going into college and then leaving college, I was always blessed with a, a good circle, you know, and older men in my circle, you know, men even my age in my circle, and I see mis mistakes they made and, you know, I'm being able to communicate with them and then telling me like, yo, don't do that because that's the consequences and it, it aligns again for us like the education system for us in the house now with your circle, you know, people expressing things that they went through in life and, you know, you took hold of it and, you know, like, I'm not going to go down that road because my friend went down that road mm -hmm. and that happened to him. Or I went down this road and I told my friend and he probably possibly won't go down that road. And that's why I always tell people, you know, your circle is very, very important, mm -hmm. you know. Your circle, it can educate you or if it's a bad circle, it can hurt you. But... Mm -hmm. I would lean to say, you know, for us, like me working on myself is, is being around a good circle of people and, and educating myself on things what not to do and also expressing things that I've went through to help them as well. Okay, so what both of you guys said, I picked up something that I think links where, you know, Al was saying he checks himself now doing all this self Work and check before you rack. Yeah, check before you rack. And with you saying you've had older friends of yours say to you, "Look, all right, this right. what I did. Don't even do that." Mm -hmm. Right. So having those kind of aspects around where you're able to reflect either on yourself or reflect on what someone else did. So my question now is, do you guys do that in real time with? your friends you know do you check your friends in real time and say yo listen you know you shouldn't have done that or is it something where in guys or in groups of men where you know it's just like i'm gonna let my homie do him that's you know what they say they say but that's big man over there i cannot tell big man what to do <laughs> i like how big man tell a big man what to do you know i can't tell big man, tell big man what to do um um with my group of friends, well, I consider I also my brothers. So yeah. they always, you know, let me know or let any of us know within our group, you know, what you did wasn't right or what you're doing ain't right. So that's why I have a lot of respect for all of my brothers because, you know, we check ourselves. 
We check mm -hmm. everybody. Without a, whether our clothes, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If you're doing something wrong or doing something bad, like, yo, put you to the side, give you a call, send you a message. Please, come, 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 Put a stop to that before, mm -hmm. because like if you're a part of society and you're like a businessman in society, right. you know mm -hmm. you're a part of a lot of big time companies or you're mm -hmm. have big time clients. You can't be a certain mm -hmm. way in public. Exactly. Yeah, you can't be doing certain things in public because you never know who's watching you. Mm -hmm. You never know who's watching Appearance you. Appearance is, is important. Tote so, story. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And you say a bit. I mean, you being a businessman as well. Right. You know, your competitor right. would love to say, well. Yeah, that's a good business, but the owner, woo, 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 you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so that's, sorry, okay, that's very interesting that you both guys said, said that because in my friend group, I like, I value, like both of you said, having the right circle of friends because my friends, one thing about them, they ain't going to sugarcoat nothing. So they come into you and they can tell you exactly how it is, whether you like it or not, which I always appreciate, but a lot of times they do come with this compassionate side so they don't. It's, it's from a place of speaking life into you, whereas they're like, Lauren, I know you are this person and you're not this person. I realize that you're not in alignment to, you know, who you are. And I just want to let you know that, first of all, I love you, that I think that you're this and you're that and you don't need to act outside of who you are, which is one of the reasons why I really, like, value and, and highly love mm -hmm. my friends because they will definitely check me, but in a way that is compassionate. So you still feel like... I don't need to put up a wall. I don't need to say, well, why is she talking to me like that? Like, she, do she think of me this kind of way? Right? So it, it gives that space for vulnerability, but it also allows you to know that you have someone that you can have support in. So it's like with your friend saying, you know, I think highly of you mm -hmm. and how you're moving right now. It's not matching with yeah. how you're trying to be or where I know you mm -hmm. want to get in life. So having that sense of, Checking, yeah, you know, checking in on yourself before you really do. Every time check. you say check, I think you check before you wreck. I'm be the whole good point. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. Like Teresa said, the competitors are out there looking like, hey, listen, yeah. me right here doing some yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Stop your old, stop your old flu. Yeah. <laughs> people love to point out the bad things that you're doing. And, yes. and a lot of times, even when people are checking you too, they love to point at it and kind of really saddle on that. But I feel like we have to shift it from this whole, oh, you did this, oh, you said TV, this. like speak life into that person of who you know they right. are, because that is so powerful. It's so much more than just saying, oh, you're this, you're that. Right, that allows someone to take back and say, wow. Because sometimes we don't always see ourselves in the same light. Right. And someone would see that and be like, wait, 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 wait. This person see all of this. Okay, so something ain't adding up. Like, I yes. need to step into who I am. Because mm -hmm. yeah. one thing my friend said to me, she was like, see, I know that you're an amazing person. Like, you're a phenomenal person. Like, you're this and this and that. You never need to act outside of who you are because God has amazing things in store for you. And this was out of the blue. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. You know, I have the chat start. But those those things mean so much to me. Because sometimes you you might be in a, in a space where it's really clustered and a lot of things is happening and you're trying to figure things out, but to have that person be like, okay, but I see this in you. So this is right. who I know you can be right. and you have that ability to be that person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to switch the topic just a little bit mm -hmm. because we kind of touched on it earlier when we were talking about vulnerability, but I want to know, like, as men, do you feel pressure to be strong men or do you feel pressure to 
always be this voice of reason or this person who is leading, you know? And can men, just to add into that, and can men admit that, you know, today I, I don't have what it takes, right? Like, we all have our off days, and it's just like... Like Teresa, I, we're all human. Yeah, we're all human. So, like, you know, today I can't be macho man, but tomorrow I might be able to do a little song <laughs> right. for you, but not today. That depends, though. Um, it depends because you're not going to be vulnerable with everybody. Yeah. Right. You know, that's something that you should really hold, hold dear to you because, like, when you open up and be vulnerable to someone and you're not sure of their intentions, mm-hmm. you don't know what they're going to do or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. how they're going to react. Sometimes you can be vulnerable to someone and they could be cold shoulder or nonchalant. Yeah. And that will make you feel way like, why did I even bother to bother say something to be vulnerable with you now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's going to play with your mind a bit too. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I tried it before. I'm not going to try it again. Or yeah. maybe what if I try it again and get the same result? So... It all depends on who it is and that trust level. You have to be able to trust that person to be vulnerable with them also mm-hmm. because you're not going to be vulnerable with someone you don't trust. And trust is something that you have to build yeah. and earn very, very, very much. Like, you don't just trust somebody just as soon as you meet them. Exactly. And you don't be vulnerable with somebody as soon as you meet them. Exactly. Yeah. They'll use it against you right away. <laughs> In bad cases, yeah. You know? And I think as a society, we don't give men enough credit for certain things. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, don't sing songs of praises. I think you don't say, like, man, you did a good job to say, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's like, another like, thing, too. That, that goes a long yeah. way, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you're working very, very hard. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't get no, no, uh, no kind of congrats. Yeah, yeah you know, congrats, no, you know, you're doing a good job. And it's love like, what you're doing, you know, love how you're like, handling mm-hmm. your business, you know, you're taking care of your kids or whatever right. the case mm-hmm. may be. Like, you yeah, know, because and words of what one, one of my love languages is words of affirmation. I was, I was so, actually gonna say, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Thing. No, and I question everything, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just the other day at work, my boss said to me, you know, great job, and literally it felt like I got a gold sticker, oh. <laughs> you know. So, no, it, it empowers you, makes you feel good, and it makes you want to do more, more of that thing because right. you're like, oh, okay, so this is not just in vain, so this, this is getting this kind of reaction. I mean. But not just that kind of reaction, but you understand that it's adding value. So you're like, you know what? I'm going out. So if you see I got your boyfriend doing chores around the house, oh my gosh, you did an amazing job. <laughs> now you want to do all the chores again. <laughs> windows. Oh, you did keep, a great. You keep doing it, doing yeah. it, doing it. Yeah. So that's one last job for you to do. Well, guys, this has been such a great conversation, and we're going to come back real soon right after this commercial break with even more for you. So stay tuned. To stay up to date with our latest videos, make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel by clicking the subscribe button. Welcome back to Let's Get Candid. Right before we left for break, we were talking really deeply about how things such as words of affirmation can encourage a man, you know, ways that we can ensure that men feel like they're doing a great job. They feel loved. They feel loved and appreciated. So... I want to go deeper into this. So, guys, let us know as so we can the women delegation. You. <laughs> you know, let us know how can women support you better, be a better support system for you. Right. I mean, personally, for me, I feel like you know, you know, a woman is is, is can be the key to a man's success. You know, 
Yeah. They normally see things that we can't see, you know, with you being a business owner. You right. know, I agree with that. It's too. sometimes like we got a big heart and then your girl will come and be like, nah, you're not supposed to run it that way. It's supposed to be this way. Right. You know, your friends will come and ask you for a discount before they ask your girl, girl. Right. or your wife. You know, right. I feel like even in chess, you know, like, you know, the queen's in front of the king. You know, she plays an important role. And I think, like, without you guys, you know, Aww. it'd be hard for us. <laughs> How sweet. The compliment is nice. <laughs> we're out here feeling valued. We're supposed to talk about valuing you guys. <laughs> but I I agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree with him too. Um, especially when he says, like, you guys see more than we can see. Mm-hmm. For a business owner like myself, um, I don't have a female companion or partner that can point things out. So I point things out for myself, but I do have female friends. Mm-hmm. I send stuff to and be like, okay, change that. Make change to this. Um, you need help with this? Can I help with this? Send me this and let me look over it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I also have my sisters that point things out to me also. So, like you, like you said, women see things that we can't see. And that helps with support and it makes us come to you more and be more vulnerable mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Because you're helping us. Yeah. And things that we can't see, you're showing me something yeah. like that. Yeah. You're building trust. Right. Yeah. Because I think woman is <laughs> is deep, uh, a really deep person. So, like, you know, you're going to look. Well, for me, I know I, I look into the whole nitty-gritty of everything. I'm very detailed and very organized. So I want to look at really deep into it. And then I'm like, okay, how is it perceived? So I think because of women, that, that aspect to women where they're very deep, they got to go deeper into it. Where sometimes men may not, you know, like you said, not see it. But it, it's definitely a two-way street because sometimes females, we actually need the man to see something mm-hmm. that we may not see because of, you know, our limitations or, you know, our perspectives, per se. You know, and I agree because I personally think that women and men balance each other out. Mm-hmm. So there's things on our end we're not going to see. And, right. you know, Those we, yeah, yeah. Where, where we might be very emotional about mm-hmm. things and get very, be naive at times, you guys are able to see that and be like, now nah, listen, this, this ain't how you think <laughs> it's going. Right. right? Whereas yeah. on our end, like I can say for myself, back when I used to proofread things and I'd be like, Okay, now how you've worded this, it's not going to come right. off in a way mm-hmm. that's professional or appropriate for right. what you're trying to put forward, you know. So I think it's it's a lot of a balancing act, mm-hmm. which which can be a lot because if you have like personalities can domineer over each other at mm-hmm. certain times. And it it's something that's difficult but necessary. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so would you guys say that in the situations you are in right now and in your life right now, the impact that women have had on you has been something that is positive towards what you might teach a younger generation. You know, for example, Tere, you were talking earlier about how things are changing and we have younger people growing up in a time that's even different to how we grew up in right. those 10 years ago, right? You was so, growing up 10 years ago? Terry <laughs> was 18 years ago, right? So that's you still fresh off the block at the 17. 17, my bad. But, you know, so in those periods of time, things have changed. So has the impact of women influenced how you look at things? which then influences how you go forward teaching. Respond, yeah. yeah. Well, for me, you know, I spent a lot of time with uh, my mom. Shout out to my mom. 
to me about it. You know? <laughs> Shout out to her. But yeah, I spent a lot of time with her and, you know, a lot of her teachings that she instilled with me from primary school, high school, college, you know, even to right now, you know, are still with me. And, and like I said, like, I know a lot of young men that was raised by, you know, a woman. And sometimes, like, we talk about business. Some things women see that men can't see. And there's some things, we can go on this topic as well, is that it's good to have, you know, both your parents. Because right. some things your mom can teach you that, mm-hmm. that your dad can't teach you and some things your dad can teach you that your mom can't teach you. And, you know, I would say for us, like, looking back then to now, I've seen a lot of parents now than in the past where it's like kids being raised by uh, single parents and it only could benefit you for us like having both parents but mm-hmm. with having a mom like with me like I say again like so much things that she instilled in me yeah you know? like um, those stuff that you learn from your mom growing up it doesn't leave you never it's, it stays with you you'll always remember that that's your mom like that's supposed to be the leading lady in your life exactly. so of course whatever she teaches you should always be with you and you should use it within yourself to um, add on to it, add more to it. Like, let's say she teaches you, okay, be this way to women, be soft with exactly. women, and you use that and you use what you learn from yourself mm-hmm. and that makes you a bit more softer towards women, mm-hmm. you know, if you understand. Right. Okay. That's more, nice. More like understanding. Yeah. More yeah, understanding. It's, a, it's definitely a, a, an understanding thing. You have to take time to understand the person because you know everyone is different. So you need to understand what makes this person tick. And, you know what yeah. what works for them because mm-hmm. you might do something with someone and it just doesn't work. But you have to take that time to understand what works for this. this that's the only way I feel like you can really show up and show and, and give more value if I know what you would rather to have than to not to have. Right. So women do bring that element. To men. So we're glad that you, honestly, listen, it was such an amazing conversation that we had with you both. I don't know if Laura wants to say anything before we ah. go to the next part. But no, because I'm very excited for this part. So <laughs> we're to the part of the segment where it's what you know about me, right? Because we know a lot of people think that they know you and they don't know you. So we're going to, you know, we're going to try to get that sorted out. So what you basically do is just pick a question and we will all answer that question so no one has to feel pressure. Uh. You know, with oh. and we don't know what the questions are, so that's the beauty of it all. Okay. okay so. so, Mr. L, you could I was about to say, if you say Mr. Smith, they're both Mr. <laughs> Smith. <laughs> anyone, right? Anyone, anyone Al. Al, out here shuffling cards. Feeling, see what it feeling like. <laughs> what is the greatest hurdle you've overcome? Mm. Jesus, that's deep, man. You know that. That's big. Now I'm in a deep mm. think mode. What is it? What is it for me? Okay. <laughs> I... You want me to start? I'll start. <laughs> for myself, I think the greatest hurdle for me to overcome was getting outside of being just my parents' daughter. So because I grew up with parents who are well-known in this community, it was difficult for me to be myself in certain spaces Mm -hmm. because there was always this impression of, 
you're this one's daughter, you're this one's daughter. You shouldn't be doing this. How you know? How dare and you? How dare you? <laughs> Going out to parties, please, right? <laughs> and for me, I I think at times I lost myself in that. Where it was like, I always have to keep up with what other people want me to keep up with. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I moved away and really started thinking about, okay, who am I? What do I want out of life? Did I realize I don't have to be what everybody else wants me to be? Mm -hmm. And being away from home for four years where I didn't have to be around people from home, it instilled in me who I really am. It made that my habit rather than habit being, oh, okay, if they know my dad, then I need to be very, mm, or they yeah. know my mom. So it's like, mm, you know, yeah. and I got outside of the box. So even now I'm loud, <laughs> Which, you know, grew up being the kind of kid where you have to be quite reserved and proper. You know, I like to dance. I'll make very crude jokes at times. <laughs> and I think for that, it was something big for me to get over because for a very large portion of my life, I was just known as their daughter rather than Lori. Right. Mm -hmm. So basically, your own identity then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll let the gentleman go oh, next. Uh, <laughs> I think the greatest hurdle I've overcome is overcoming my past self and becoming who I am now. Um, I say that because, like, I was uh, kind of wild. You know, I got into a lot of... Hey, uh, it's a song, man. We said wild in the Bible. I said the wrong song. I got into a lot of things and was doing a lot of things that were outrageous. Mm. So, man, you're using these strong ones. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's, that's my greatest mm -hmm. thing her life overcome. Yeah. Not dwelling on that anymore. Like, mm -hmm. I can think about it, I can laugh about it now, but it's something that I'm proud of that I wouldn't ever do those things again. Like, I'm, like, so head steady and focused on being a better person every day that that stuff doesn't mm -hmm. even come into play anymore. I'm not intrigued by that anymore. That's, that's done and dusted. Nice. Yeah. For me, I'd say vulnerability, right? And I know that sounds very, like, uh, whatever. But because I'm not a vulnerable person and I've realized that because I'm not a vulnerable person, I felt like I was not showing certain parts of who I am, who, like, you know, I wasn't operating in my authentic, authentic self. Mm -hmm. So it was just what I felt I should be in that situation per se. And so I, that's why now I always say, like, I'm on this really authentic, authentic journey of who I am and allowing that to shine. Wow, that is, because I'm really goofy. I'm really funny. I like to crack jokes. You know, I love to laugh at stupid jokes. But, you know, that's just who I am. And I want to show more of who I am uh, to persons that I interact with. And I realized that ever since I've started to do that, and I started doing that when I moved back home in 2020, I find that I've created so many beautiful friendships and relationships mm -hmm. that I feel like I would never have created or it would never be as strong as it is if I wasn't vulnerable and being vulnerable also allows people to be relatable to you. And it, I'm on this thing where I want to be impactful and I want people to see me and be inspired, right? Inspired change. And so I need to be able to be relatable, but I need people to also relate to me, to see that I am a human, 
I don't always have it together. I mean, some days it's great, some days it's bad, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, that's just what I want. I want people to see I'm human, most of all, that I do go through everything like everyone else. And you have the ability to get through it if you have the intention, if you allow God to align you, if you pay attention to your purpose. And finding a purpose is a deep self-work that I did in 2020 when I moved back home. And it's like, who am I? What do I want to be? And I just don't want to be mediocre, but I want to be who God has created me to be. And every day I've seen how that has been aligning. I've been seeing how God has been piecing each of that together. So I'm just in a happy, really, really excited <laughs> state of my life because I can start to see how all of that has, you know, allowed me to become the person that I am and continue to strive to be. Nice. So I don't know if you would call this a hurdle, but you know, something that that I that I'm proud of, you know, as far as like what's what I say overcoming is just learning how to trust the process, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, something I live by, you know, sometimes it takes five years to become an overnight success. Mm-hmm. And with today's world, we talk about, you know, educating from the 1990s to mm-hmm. educating in, you know, in 2022. is like social media, you know, which everybody is on. Yeah. Sometimes it tends it tend to, like, rush people process, you know. Yeah. Everybody posts in their wins, you know, but nobody never posts when they take their L's. And, mm-hmm. and if anybody's listening, you know, I always like to tell people is to trust your process, you know, just mm-hmm. to stay patient. Right. Trust your process. Stay patient. Stay ambitious, and whatever goal you have, it's it's going to come into fruition. You know what I mean? And patience and trust in the process. And you said that, and a scripture came to my mind because uh, I was heavy in the Bible back in 2020. <laughs> I mean, and watching sermons, but it was something that I can't remember where exactly was, but it said, you know, perseverance and yeah. you know the tribulations that you go through. They build your character. They build who you are, and right. it's important to go through those things because yeah. you're not going to be who you are if you don't go through those things. That <laughs> helps to shape your mind and your perspectives right. and how you see things. So that's one of the things that I hold close to me when I feel like you know I'm being tested or going through something. Is that these things create character. Exactly. They make me who I am. And there's also this sermon that I watched um, T.D. Jake's Crushing, The Crushing or something like that. And, you know, how when you're crushed, God, you know, really creates you into this beautiful masterpiece, yeah. but you have to go through the pressure. Right. And right. I remember I prayed, I said, God, I won't be crushed, I'll be crushed. And then after I started crushing, I was like, okay. Oh, wait, too much. <laughs> what type of thing I asked for now? But I'm so glad for the crushing because I would never be who I am. And right. just to wrap this up, uh, I had, I think before I went to university in 2016, 2017, I was at church and a pastor, she had said something to me that I, that stuck with me forever. And she was just like, you're going to go through, like, you're going to go through the fire or something like that. And you're going to come out like pure gold. And like, I wrote that on every book. I wrote that on everything. Like, you're going to go through the process and you're going to become this thing of value. You're going to have this substance to you that does not have any monetary value. And so I, like you said, trust the process because your life is going to take you on a beautiful journey. Exactly. So... Guys, we gotta wrap this part up. <laughs> this has been so good, though. Mm-hmm. This conversation that I nearly don't want it to end, but it has to. <sighs> a commercial break calls. <laughs> so, guys, don't leave because I don't know leave. it's. This message is brought to you by Island Bargains. It has been an amazing discussion tonight. I am so glad that we had both Trey Smith and Aldine Smith in to join in on this conversation. And like I mentioned earlier, this has been like, they know in the group chat, I've been like, this conversation <laughs> has to happen. 
and I can find somebody. I scroll up and down on my Instagram. Who can come? Who can come? Who can come? And I'm so glad that you both accepted the invitation because it is a very timely conversation to have. We don't have a lot of conversations about men or having their input and, you know, their perspective on different things. We just assume we know or we just assume we run the show and, you know, that's what it is. So it's been a pleasure to have you both here. But I want to hear, just before we wrap it up, you know, what was your main or key takeaways from the show? Not all at once. Not all at once. The main key takeaways, I mean, the whole conversation was just great. Um, everything that we spoke about, um, being vulnerable, how women can support men, um, our traits from our mothers growing up, being um, raised by our mothers and parents, and the whole conversation, and love languages also. Mm-hmm. It's like, it was very, very good, and I had a very, very great time. Like, Ooh, first happy, time. Happy, yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's it a pleasure. Very, 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 very nice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, for me, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you know, it's a pleasure for me being here. Thank you so much for inviting me, and hopefully, you know, things that we we talked on today, whoever's watching, we possibly can touch them or you know, just take some of the things that we say and, and just use it in their day to day life, and you know, possibly mm-hmm. assist right. them. You know, far as like you know, Al talking, saying it's never too late, you know, mm-hmm. to work on yourself, and you know, with me talking about you know, trusting your process, you know. And yeah, I feel like just to help inspire people. And I think this is really good what you uh, young ladies are doing. I wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Thank you, Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get too emotional. You know, I'm not an emotional person in public, but you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I appreciate you guys even agreeing to come on. And Ziggy said something earlier. She said this is a very timely conversation. In my opinion, this is a conversation that's been overdue. Yeah, you long know? overdue. It Long time is overdue. Ziggy got us all for everything under the sun. But guys, once again, just thank you so much for coming on. For you guys watching at home, thank you so much for watching Let's Get Candid, where we are having authentic and transparent, transparent conversations. conversations. Yeah. So see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>